Snorlax is a sleepy Pokemon and also the icon of a brand new app, not a game, that uses the Pokemon brand to track your sleeping habits. Why sleep tracking? Easy answer, and I bet you can guess what it is if you've been following for a while. It's all about the money. So let's take a look at Pokemon Sleep's launch and how it compares to existing competitors when it comes to revenue. Pokemon Sleep rolled out several weeks ago and has already been downloaded 2 million times according to our estimates. As an app, Pokemon Sleep feels like a fairly traditional sleep tracker with a very slow onboarding that's sure to annoy anyone who isn't into Pokemon. If it didn't annoy you and you're not into Pokemon, let me know in the comments. I just don't believe that exists. I read through it, but really only for research. Once you get through the intro, it offers the features you'd expect directly competing with popular apps like ShotEye and Sleep Cycle. And here's something interesting. Since its release, Pokemon Sleep has led in downloads and revenue. After 10 days on the App Store and Google Play, Pokemon Sleep earned $686,000 of net revenue, which means what's left after Apple and Google take their fees. ShotEye and Sleep Cycle earned $529,000 and $468,000 in the same 10-day period, respectively. The totals are a little bit misleading, though, because even though they look similar, when you look at the trend, Pokemon Sleep is doing way, way, way better and grew a lot faster. And now it's doing about $120,000 every day while the competitors are doing $45,000 a day. The real question that I have is whether Pokemon Sleep is taking away market share from those competitors or if it'll grow by catering to Pokemon fans and then no harm. What do you think? Let me know in the comments below. Next up is a surprise. Well, not really. I'll show you why in a second. TikTok is getting into the music streaming business. See, earlier this month, ByteDance soft launched TikTok music in Brazil, Indonesia, Mexico, Australia, and Singapore. TikTok music seems to be Spotify and then some. Users can stream music, comment on songs, listen to viral music from TikTok directly, and even download songs just like Spotify Premium and Apple Music. And all of that starts at just $8.99 a month with a three-month trial, which is what Apple Music did when it first launched, if you remember that. The thing is, it's also cheaper than Apple Music and Spotify. But TikTok Music isn't actually a new concept. In fact, ByteDance TikTok's parent company has been operating a similar music app by the name of Rezo Music in India and Indonesia since 2019. And Rezo isn't small. Our estimates show it was downloaded more than 200 million times since release. TikTok Music, which launched on July 6th, has already been downloaded 950,000 times. So not exactly the same, but it's on its way. Brazil is TikTok Music's biggest source of downloads with more than half of all of those downloads so far. And by the way, Rezo is available in Brazil, but is about to get replaced by TikTok Music. TikTok Music could grow more globally than Rezo. And in addition to giving ByteDance access to a much larger paying audience, TikTok Music can also bring ByteDance back into India, where the flagship TikTok app is banned. TikTok Music isn't available in India at the moment, but Rezo is, and that's what makes me think TikTok Music will as well in the future. Now, once TikTok Music gets to the US, it is sure to challenge Spotify, Apple Music, and really all other streamers. All have recently raised prices, and Spotify's battle with Apple over fees is making it harder to become a paying subscriber on an iPhone, a weakness TikTok can easily avoid. I really wonder if Apple will start treating TikTok differently now that they know this is happening. Now, one more from China. Fast fashion retailer Shein had an amazing 2023 in terms of revenue, and that's making some think it will be going public very soon. And 
you can tell demand is on the rise because it's getting more popular in the App Store and Google Play. Right now, Shein is the eighth the most popular app in the US App Store and fourth on Google Play, higher than Instagram, YouTube, and even TikTok. This rank is a result of downloads growing consistently over time. In this January, the growth was massive. Downloads in January of this year rose 48% from 2022's downloads to 17.5 million, according to our estimates. February, March, and all other months this year have also been higher than last year. And that's not all. Downloads hit a new all-time high in May with 20 million new downloads from the App Store and Google Play, according to our estimates. The majority of downloads are coming from Google Play, where Brazil, Mexico, and the US are the largest markets for Shein, contributing about 48% of all downloads. On the App Store, downloads are mainly coming from the US and also Brazil and Japan, which contributed 42% of all the downloads this year. In the first half of 2023, Shein's app was downloaded by 106 million people. That's almost as much as the populations of Germany and Australia combined. And that's also 22% higher than the first half of 2022. A good time to go public. Another thing I found interesting while digging into Shein was the number of keywords across its Apple search ads campaigns. According to our Apple search ads intelligence, Shein is paying for more than 10,000 keywords on the App Store, which spans brands they sell, competitors, a slew of generic words like she. I'm not sure why. I mean, I get it, but I'm not sure why. And a variety of ways to describe a shopping app including a shopping mall, which makes sense. But uh, anyway, that's to say this growth isn't free or cheap, but Shein has to hurry up because TikTok is getting into the shopping business next month. I'll cover that in a few weeks. So make sure you're subscribed if you're not already. Switching to games. Monopoly Go is one of the fastest growing mobile games right now. If you're not familiar, Monopoly Go is a mobile version of the ageless game of Monopoly, but with social features. The game has seen downloads grow at a rapid pace from day one, which I'd expect from a company like Scopely. But what's more amazing is the speed at which revenue is growing. I talked about it when it came out in April, noting its growth. But when I saw it at the top of the US App Store this week, I just had to look at it again. And the numbers are just massive. Monopoly Go earned its first million dollars of net revenue from the App Store and Google Play during launch week. It took it three more days to reach the $2 million mark two more days to get to $3 million, and after a total of 16 days, the game reached $5 million of net revenue. At the end of May, the game started earning $1 million of net revenue every day. And earlier in July, Monopoly Go crossed the $2 million mark every single day. I wasn't surprised to see Apple search ads being a component in the game's user acquisition strategy. And the scale is really, really big. According to our Apple search ads intelligence, the game appears in more than 11,000 paid keywords on the App Store. Like Shein, the keywords are really all over the place and include lots of similar games, misspellings, and a whole bunch of seemingly random keywords, which may be a result of a broad match or smart match campaigns like Adorable Pets and Make Quiz. I don't know what that's about. According to our estimates, to date, all of this effort has earned Scopely $135 million of net revenue. And while the App Store was responsible for more revenue, the distribution was actually much closer to half each than most other apps and games that I usually cover. And last for this week, still about games. I analyzed all the mobile games on the App Store and Google Play to answer a simple question. Which countries publish the most mobile games? The US is probably everyone's guess, and it is, but it's not the only one. So let's find out where games come from. First, there are 746,000 games on the App Store and Google Play right now. 
70% of mobile games are on Google Play and the remaining are on the App Store. This difference is really a testament to Apple's rigorous review process that rejects a lot of clones and low quality games that Google Play just doesn't. US-based publishers lead the list with 33% of all the games on the App Store and Google Play right now. Not only is the US in the lead, but it's also the only country with a double digit share. China comes in second with a 5% share. Most games published by Chinese companies target the Chinese market, but some like Genshin Impact expand beyond China. Genshin Impact earned more than $200 million of net revenue this year alone. Japan, Germany, and Russia round out the top five countries with the most games in the App Store and Google Play. Together, the top five countries own 48% of all mobile games across both stores. I was also curious how fast games are rolling out. In June, the App Store and Google Play welcomed 17,000 new games, the highest number of new releases per month so far this year. 4,400 of those came from the US, and the remaining 13,000 games came from publishers worldwide, led by Germany with 440 new games to give you an idea of what the distribution is like. What a difference in scale. We've seen a lot of viral successes over the last couple of years, but most, if not all, were apps and not games. Then we see games like Monopoly Go, and you realize the opportunity to succeed with a mobile game is still there, and it's bigger than ever. Good luck to all of you game developers out there. And that's all I have for you this week. I skipped the intro this time. Let me know what you think about that in the comments, and I'll see you next week.